dear listener, welcome to Russification, a part of the Machan vs. the World podcast where we go on a journey through Russia with the amazing people that live here. We will explore the many diverse kinds of people, we will look at the culture, the obscure traditions and all things cool about this massive country. I hope you get to learn something new in this podcast with me. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Machan vs. the World podcast and this week we are doing an another episode of Russification. And with us is Aguan, and we are going to be exploring a Russian republic called Buratia. So I might have a little bit of fucked up the pronunciation, but Aguan is going to tell us a lot about his place of birth, which is called Buratia. And the cool thing about this place is this is where Lake Baikal is, isn't it, Aguan? Yes, it is. So as far as I know, I think Aguan is one of the most how do you say russians who speak english the most naturally (laughs) do you agree thank you i I appreciate your opinion so i I don't think so because i don't know it's like when i meet russians and they speak english you can tell that they learned it from school very obviously but when i talk to you I know that you kind of learned English the way I did because you talk like, how do you say, like how we used to talk back in school when we were playing GTA San Andreas and listening to Eminem. And that's pretty cool because you, because you, I, I can actually tell the difference in the way you learn English from the way people other learn English. And I think it's pretty cool that you kind of talk like that. So tell us about yourselves. What are you studying here in Ruden? Eh, he's a student of Ruden. Oh, where, where am I studying? What are you studying in Ruden? Uh, Ruden, I study mathematics mm-hmm. and pure mathematics. So that makes you, so you want to be a mathematician? Not, not it's, uh, exactly not. <laughs> I just uh, it was the most suitable uh, direction which I which I had mm-hmm. in the past, and that, that that was the best option that I had. Okay. Uh, and the other option was physics mm-hmm. and informatics, but I'm not physicist. Okay. I know I'm not engineer. Okay. Uh, and I'm not programmer. Okay. I don't, so, I don't like the technical stuff. I just, so you want, you're interested in like the pure mathematical, how do you say, because, learning pure maths? No, because when you study mathematics, you can go to economics, for example, mm-hmm. like banking. Mm. Like the uh, stock stock market. Yeah. Yes. That's that's good. I I I, I like the first. I like e- economics. Oh, you like economics more than more more, more than f- physics and so on. Right. I just I <clears throat> didn't make the proper decision in my in in my childhood. It was it was wrong. I I I'm not tech technical. Okay. okay. And how is the mathematical faculty in Ruden? How are you liking it? The things you're learning at the at this point of time. That's that's normal, I think. Not not as strong, but not as weak. Mm-hmm. It's just middle, middle, middle level. Right. Yes. And, and like, I, I just want to add that, like. <laughs> Oh, I, so I'm like in journalism second semester and I have a subject called mathematics or hum, humanities course, which is really, really difficult and really, really pointless to be learning in a, huma, in, in a journalism course, especially when it's in Russian. For, yes, yes, yes. For in a I mean, internationals, it is crazy. And we have this assignment every day online where I have to do two tests and... So far, I have been doing really good because Agwan has been solving it for me. Yes, how, how has it been? How, what do you think? Why are we being asked such questions in mathematics? Can you Yeah, I mean, how, how do you feel about the questions which are being asked to humanity students uh, in mathematics? For, for what? No, for, no, for, no, for, for us. Uh, yes, it is. What do you feel about the questions? I think it is useless. But <laughs> that is that is uh, some kind of deep theory. Uh-huh. Deep theory, even for mathematicians. But that's like the, that's other other theory. But do you think there's any? That's not even central central theories <laughs> of mathematics. Yes, it's just like yeah, on the side. So do you think there's any use in us learning all this? 
How can you implement? Yeah, in journalism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not, not you. You, you. I think it. You don't need that stuff. Yeah. It's like if my teacher, you, if you're listening, <laughs> please take our Guan's advice. <laughs> we have a mathematician to, to, telling us we don't need a journalist. It's it's more like for programmers who just like from one to two. On two to three, mm-hmm. building those logical connections and, and it's, it's logical tree, trees. Yeah, logical why, why trees. do you need that? Yeah, I don't know why you need that. <laughs> you just you, uh, uh, as as I can understand, you just have to explain what's going on and yeah. so on, describe some events, events, yes. uh, critically analyze it and exactly. express it in a way where we can influence but, opinion but not right the code yeah of, uh, Windows <laughs> yeah it doesn't make sense so you are like me your first year right yeah i'm first year like yeah you, yes so the thing about us is we first met in so that's the thing we are literally neighbors aguan lives in the room right opposite to me and first time i met him i was like trying so hard to speak some russian but then i realized this guy speaks english quite good and i was like okay that's good because usually uh when you meet russians they don't uh, like, they're not very keen on speaking english even if they do speak english and the, the the most interesting thing for me was that he okay i'll show you his palms are sweaty yes knees weak arms are heavy there's one made on the set already yes it's feminine yeah so he knows the entire song and that was that for me was really cool because i never heard like russian dudes saying eminem <laughs> slim shady before <laughs> Oh, how did you like rap music growing up especially english rap music when did you become in- what kind of music do you no. like yeah american rap music what do you think about that yes, that's that's uh, a original hip hop yes yeah it's a, that's a classic of hip hop yes i mean in the 90s to uh 80s yeah there is the most pure the purest hip hop yeah and purest pure, pure understanding of music yes of, of hip hop and who are your favorite artists from that time from of all time yeah for me i, I like eminem but just, just there is some strict relationships mm-hmm. in america in the united states between white rappers yeah. and black rappers right. so Uh, uh, I I I choose to not to, to judge judge the stuff. Okay. I'm not. I don't want to judge because I have no idea what's going on here. Right. It's like music. Right. Yes, of course there is um, big guys of hip hop. I mean, yes. like Tupac, the Tupac, bosses. Tupac. Yeah. Tupac. B- Biggie. Mm. Uh, that that what classic classic. Classic rap, like the East Coast, West West Coast time. Yes, yes, and that's the one that is uh, the most famous rappers and groups. Yes, LL Cool J, maybe. Yeah, and is it common for Russian kids of your age to listen to American hip hop? Yes, my many many many. It's it's it became popular to listen such music in uh, 2015 in Russia. 2015. One one one. There there was there there were there was Russian rap. Okay. It was it 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 has it had become popular in 2015, and and, and then hip hop in in. in in general ah in 2015 that's very late to be honest because i started listening to hip hop when i was i think at ninth standard of course the word the word like just uh, 50 cent and, mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, no everyone yeah. around the world yeah but uh, exactly in 2015 2014 the the word just it, it it became become so popular and <clears throat> and i think GDS and Andreas also played a part in it, right? GDS and yeah, like uh, and cre- like making uh, black culture and hip hop culture more popular uh, in Russia. You know, uh, hip hop became popular uh, exactly new school, new school of rap. Which time was that? 
New school is like Lil Pump and so on. Oh shit! That, oh, that dude, that's terrible, man. <laughs> no, I just uh, for example, the new yeah, there is old school. There new school, yeah. Old school is like Tupac, Biggie, yeah, sense. So. Yeah, and new school is like Juicy World. Dude, I don't even know who those people are. I feel old. Lil Pump, Pump I Juicy World no, died uh, almost one year ago. Oh, dude, yeah. I don't even know who that person is. Yes, I'm old, man. I feel old. Now, now. New school is popular. Unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's, it's like it's young blood. Yeah, I, I don't understand that. <laughs> in, in early times, it uh, were popular rock. Mm. Well, let's begin from this 20th century. There was just classic. No, no, no. From the early, early times, it was classic. Mm-hmm. Mozart and so mm-hmm. Beethoven. Oh, yeah. Bach, uh-huh. So on. then just like, ah, that's old and so on. We, we're going to listen to the new music just right. like what, what I'm just like songs and so on yes yeah and the 60s 70s songs, 80s 60s, yes and then 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 jazz 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 blues yeah the blues jazz, jazz blues, and then, and that, then that's become popular then uh, young youth youth just growing and just well we're growing and just like uh, jazz or jazz blues it's all we're gonna listen rock yeah just, just and the the popular rock and then then became hip hop yeah and um, pop pop just pop pop music but and electronic yeah and EDM came and right now we have this electronic dance music and right now we have this mix of so many different genres and streaming services which opened a whole lot more options so for you to listen to but one thing I noticed from the way you speak is you got a lot of um, GDS and Andreas terms into it. No, no, I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> you play GDS Andreas, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. because I used to talk like that, man. Back in when I was in school, I was like, yo, homie, what's up, man? <laughs> I used to talk like that. It was, it's, it's, it's like pure ghetto accent. Yeah, ghetto accent. It, was, it is cool back then, but right now if I talk like that, it's like very, I don't know, it doesn't feel like... You know, we, 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 we were talking for fun. Yeah, talking for fun. But not serious. Yeah, exactly. Because we're, we're not gangsters. <laughs> it's, a, it's, um, it's like imitating something which we find cool. So, let's just talk about where you're from. You're from Buryatia. Did I say it correctly? Yes, it's correct. So, uh, I'll tell you what, what a republic is. So, in Russia... It's divided into 22 republics. If 22, as I know, it's... Yes. 22 republics. And other, other, other divisions of territory are there, but we are going to focus on republics right now. And each republic has like... Uh, it's divided based on ethnic lines, mainly. And even though it... Like at this point of time, there might be ethnic Russians living more in a particular republic. When these were formed earlier, they were divided based on ethnic lines. And you are from a republic called... Buryatia, yes, yes. which is located in the border between Russia and Mongolia. Well, yes, yes. Yeah. So that's the thing. So Aguan is not a typical Russian name, is it? Yes, it's from Tibet. It's a Tibetan name. Tibetan name. Yes. What does it mean? What does Aguan mean? Uh, so, uh, as, as, as a, if I remember properly, it's, it, it means uh, host of what? Hostel warden? Host, uh, word host. Just who operate words. Good, good. Operate what? Words? Word, word. 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 Slava? Host of word. Host of words. Or oh, not just like some... It's like a person who um, works with words. Not works, but just like... Talk, talk easily, I don't know. I don't quite understand. So in Tibetan, your name means some a person who, who's like it's like um, what is it? a a scorch? Lo- lot lot of words. A lot of lord lord. Ah, okay. Lord of, lord of words. Okay, that's just, really interesting. Just like that, if 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 I remember properly. Okay, that's pretty cool. And so tell us about Buratia. What's cool about Buratia? Dude, I fuck up the pronunciation so much in this place, anyway. There is good nature. There is not much people, so much people. Mm-hmm. So many people. It's about, well, about a million people. 
A million people. And Rich is like, um, I don't know, like, uh, com comparing to, to the size like Italy, I don't know. Wow. Oh, the size, do you mean the area? Yeah, territory. It's like Italy. And in, in about the form, so. Just, just long, long, long. Its shape is long. Yes. Okay. Like like Italy. Ah, it's shaped like Italy. I didn't notice no, no, that. No, not not exactly, but uh, I, I I. Let's check. Let's check it out I, on the map. I get the wrong example. Buri Buriatia. Is there a restaurant called Buriatia? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit. It does look a little bit like a little bit, yes, like Italy. And um, you're from this town called Ulanude. Yes, it is. Uh, what is, what does that mean? Why does that town have two names, Ulanude? What, what you know, the city, the capital of Mongolia, Ulanbara. No, the capital of Mongolia is Ulanbara. Okay. And now it's Ulanude. Ah, what does Ulan mean? Ulan is red. 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 And Ude. So, um, Uday in my language means gate, sun. Gates. Gate. Red gates. Whoa. And it's it's a Mongolian word. Ulan Uday. Mongolian and Buryat languages are similar, but yes. ah. Buryat in, in, in Russian uh -huh. is alphabet. Uh -huh. Cyrillic alphabet. Yes, Cyrillic. And uh, Mongolian is uh, his original. In Mongolia. So, it, it, would it be fair to say your people are more similar to Mongolians. Yes, 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 yes. You, then, you, do you see me? Yeah. yeah like Mon that's the thing. I, if, if I were to like physically describe uh, him, it would, he doesn't look Russian at all. He looks Asian, very Asian features. And for me, that's really fascinating because that represents the diversity of Russia, which most people don't know about. Most people consider Russian people to be this white Slavic people country. And that... The majority of the people are white Slavic, but it also has these minorities Somewhere. in the Far East and in the South who com look completely different from yeah, the I'm typical uh, uh, typical exemplar of Russia. I'm a minority, yes. Yes, <laughs> minority rights <laughs> in Russia. So this is uh, so. T tell us about what what makes your culture different from the rest of the, uh, the Russian canon or the Russian Slavic we culture? Have, in fact, we have big, big versification just Russian culture just penetrated everywhere. Mm -hmm. we just We actually were, to be quite honest, we are losing our culture. Oh, oh how, what well, do you mean we, by I, that? Uh, for example, I don't even know my native language. So you don't speak your native language, which is uh, Buryat. Yes, yes. yes. The, how, how, what is your language called? Buryatsky. Buryatsky. Yeah, yes. Okay. So I don't, I don't know my language. You, you can't speak it or read it or write it. Yes, just a um, little bit. Little bit, yes. Ah, dude. For, uh, uh, if, elementary, yes. Ah, for me personally, I, I speak Malayalam. I speak it really. I speak Malayalam, I won't say really well because most people say my Malayalam sucks, but I didn't learn how to read till very late. I didn't, I just learned it a lot during the pandemic to read and I still, I read really poor and my writing is really, really bad. So I can kind of understand the sort of where your native language is not given as much priority as the language which opens up a lot of opportunities, which in India's case is English and in Russia's case it's Russian. But let's first define what makes your culture unique and then we'll see how the Russification. Uh, which makes our culture unique? Yeah. So first, religion is yes. like yeah. We have Buddhism, the, like like in India, yes. Not in India, I'd say India has very few Buddhists, man. I lived in India for eighteen years. I met just one Buddhist, and uh, he was from Tibet. I I, I just know it's uh, the birthplace home, of Buddhism, homeland, homeland. homeland of Buddhism. Yeah. So your people are Buddhists. Right, a majority or minority? Majority. Majority of, of Buryats. Buryats are Buddhist. How uh, did and uh, we have half half Buryats, about half uh, half Russians. Okay. Russians, uh, Christians, uh, Christians, uh, Christians, Orthodox yeah. Christianity, and Almost, uh, majority of Russians are Christian. Yeah, and the Buryatsky people are 
Buddhist. How did Buddhism get to Russia, man? Because Indian, this place is like so far away. I mean, it's crazy because Buddhism did travel a lot from India to, I don't know, Indonesia, Japan. Indonesia is Muslim country. Yeah, it is Muslim country, but it does have some Wait, minority of... But, but Buddhism did, the idea of Buddhism did go all the way to Indonesia. Wow. But this is a whole different level. It's wow. like... I, I, I don't know history well about such... But do you think it came from Tibet? Like how your name came? Yes, I think just like well, maybe from India to China, maybe, uh-huh. to Mongolia. Uh-huh. Mongolia and China were connected okay. for the hundred years, as I know. Uh-huh. And we are Mongols. We actually we uh, we are part of we we are part part of the Russia for for three hundred years. You mean the Russian Empire, then SSSR, and now... Uh, Russian Empire just... Uh, uh, got us... Uh, have, have how do you say? Conquered. Conquer- not conquered, just... I, I, I wouldn't say it conquered. It's like... Integrated? No, that's a very... D- uh, joining, no. Join? Uh, mm. We joined Russian Empire, yes. Oh, so you guys decided to go... No, no, no. Russia, the Rus- Russians came in Russian and... Like, ex- expedition was just... Ah. And the, 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 so, do you guys consider this part to be Siberia? If, 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 this, Siberia. this is Siberia, right? That was Siberia. West Siberia. So, uh, your province of Buryatia is... East, East Siberia. Yeah, sorry. East Siberia. So, your province of Buryatia... No, province. Republic of Buryatia is like part of Siberia, which is native Mongol and is... Buddhist majority in religious terms, which makes it really unique, doesn't it? Are there other Buddhist places in Russia other than your place? Yes, there is only two republics. There are two republics which are Buddhist, uh, majority Buddhist. There are three, including us. Ah, which are those? Uh, the second one is near us, is Tua. Tua? Tua, yes. Okay. And the second one is Kalmykia. Kalmy- but Kalmykia is in it, Kafkas. It is it's near Kafkas. They, they are the most... Uh, Western... They are the closest, the closest for us in Russia. Closest to Moscow, you mean? No, no, closest for, by a region. Cl- closest by what? Mm, by nations. They just actually also like Mongols. Ah, by ethnicity, you ethnicity, mean? Ethnicity, yes. But... As a republic, as a Turk... Turk. At um, Turco-Mongolic tribes. No, no, no. It's it's different. It's different. But that's the thing. It's it's because if you look at the map, Kalmykia is in Kafkas. I I don't know history how they just get here. But it's so far. But they yeah, are, it's so far. It's like so for the for the listeners, where Aguan lives, it's near Mongolia. That's his province of Buryatia. Other Buddhist majority province, which is called Kalmykia, is next to. Azerbaijan? Yes, it's near Caucasus. Near Caucasus, which is like two different parts of the world. 6,000 kilometers. And the people that live in Kalmykia are Mongol. I mean, uh, look Asian, right? Closest. Closest Closest to Asian. Closest closest to us. Yeah, closest to his ethnicity. And they're Buddhist. And they are so far away, 6,000 kilometers, which for me, is, I don't know, that's a really interesting question that I need to ask someone from Kalmykia when I do get to talk to someone from Kalmykia. If you, if you find... Yeah, I, I, I hope I can find someone from Kalmykia. But it's like so, so far away and it's crazy how to... You remember Mandal Empire was huge. Yeah, dude. So do you guys consider yourself to be part of Genghis Khan's... Heritage. Yes, it's a controversial question. Why is that? For many people. Why? I consider personally, I, I, I think Chinggis Khan was Mongol. I, I, I don't want to, to talk about this stuff, history stuff. It's like. Mm. Uh, like um, this particular. It's, it's difficult for me to just express uh, my thoughts in, in that question. Okay. I, I don't have enough lexical. <laughs> lexical? But you can, dude, you can, you can use the uh, translate. It's completely fine. Or we can t- talk a little bit Russian too. At the... No. But do you guys like study about that part of history? 
about like the Mongol Empire and we study um, more we study more Russian history we 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 believe in Russian mm-hmm. mostly Russian history but in a way you live in an area which is so far from Russian history because when I studied Russian history everything happened around Moscow Nizhny Novgorod yes, 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 in all this yes, place yes, only west there only, only west but is yeah, that history and partly partly east yes west east Japan. Japan yeah but this part of the Mong- this, like this, this part of Russia this is center very center very center when I was studying in Podfak I learned almost nothing only that russian expeditions went to siberia and it was kind of like a proto colonialism so do you think learning that history is very relevant for yes, you yes 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 why because well, for example in the world war mm-hmm. many our people just came to to the west mm-hmm. by the trains mm-hmm. for example i had almost everyone have the grand, grand grandfather grand, who, who fight who fight in the world war who fought worldwide oh my my grandfather grand grandfather mm-hmm. was some kind of special forces oh where where did he serve it's called divers who make the diverse divers no no the diversion understand mm, i don't understand Um, saboteur. Saboteur. Whoa, dude, that's like. It's uh, like uh, he, he, he was he was fighting Jap- Japanese. Oh, he was fighting the Japanese on on the east. Oh, he, he was like special force. Oh, okay. Who just uh, go go who 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 were going deep to to the to the territory of enemy. Oh, that's, that's what. So he wasn't fighting Germany. He was fighting Japan. He, but the most fierce. These battles were in in the West with Germans. With Germans, it's it's fact. Ah, when when we fight against Japans, we were pretty strong. Uh huh. But the most fierce and harsh battles, battles was were, were in against the Germans in the West. Oh. But uh, what I, what I once said is just my uh, he was special force. He was deep, deep. He was deeply. Uh, in territory of enemy. Oh, sa- saboteur. I think that's the English word for it. Like for special work. Yeah, it's special. like special forces when you go deep in enemy lines and uh, destroy enemy uh, infrastructure or strategic so, locations. So, so, someone kick or kill some general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like this Call of Duty mission. Which one was that? Captain Price. Do you, do you remember that mission? Captain Price, you go to Pripyat. Yes, yes. That was the most intense Call of Duty mission ever. I forgot the name. It is. It's really interesting. Yeah, we had to shoot uh, Imran Makarov, and we shoot, but we miss, and his hands. I remember. I remember. Yeah, that was the most insane Call of Duty mission. Because that for me was like that was. I think that was the first time I realized what like a Russian countryside is, Pripyat, and uh, that was near. That's where Chernobyl happened, right? Pripyat. That was one intense mission. Eighty-six. Yeah, eighty-six. Yeah. Nineteen ninety-six Chernobyl was catastrophic. Eighty-six. Eighty-six. You remember? I think it was eighty-six. Ninety-six is like after Soviet Union, right? Chernobyl happened
I haven't swam in in the nowhere uh, except except my region. No, you <laughs> you have not swam in the lake in your region. I swam the lake, but no, in the other sites, in the, in the other regions or countryside, I never, I never, I never swimming. I never, I never was swimming. I never was swimming. Okay. In the other countries, so I only, I, I only was swimming in Baikal, I guess, uh-huh. on some river. Rivers. Okay. Rivers uh, also pure water. Huh? What? How do you like um, compare the purity of the water? Because I'm very curious. I want to like come to Baikal and just taste that water and be like, oh, God, this water is it's precious. Not 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 so 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 pure and only in the beach. On, uh, on the beach. Uh huh. Yeah. Just because there's a man, there are many people, many people. Mm-hmm. But you know. About 20, 30 years ago, that, that was really clean water. You can just go and just uh, drink that water. Mm. But now, now, now but, you can't? But now it's just uh, not as pure. Yeah, the pure water, the purest water is in center. Yeah. Center, one, or, or on the other side, which is not beach, which is... Uh, Forest. Scale, uh, which is... Mountains. Mountains and just like... So... On your side, it's like more of like a beach. You mean the Buryatsky side? Ah, yes, yes. On the other side, it's in Yakutsk. Irkutsk, yeah. That's where all the mountains are. Skala. Rocks, rocks. Rocks, okay. Yes, rocks side. So there's a lot of tourists come to like Baikal. But uh, the most beautiful pictures in, in the Yakutsk side. Irkutsk side, yeah. Because they were just... Mountains. Rocks and there is pure water. Uh-huh. Some pure water. So there's a lot of... Tu- do a lot of tourists come to... <laughs> To Lake Baikal through your city to chill there. Well, uh, tourism, yes. Mm-hmm. It's not so developed. Why? Uh, because it's so far away from other big cities. Uh, yes, yes, it, it's really far from. <laughs> it's, it's in the center of Eurasia. Center of the world, <laughs> anyway. Yes, I guess so. And it is far to, to get here. So, how do you, usually people come to your city? Do they fly? From Moscow, yes, yes, yes. and but the, is the train also an option? The Trans Siberian train, Trans Siberian. You you have to go by by five five days. Five days from from, 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 from Moscow. From Moscow to Ulan there on the train it, it is five hours. Hours? Five days. days. Five yeah. Days. Five, five. Five, six hours by the plane. Six hours by plane. Five. five so days. if I want to fly from the capital of India to Moscow, Delhi to Moscow, it's six hours. And but if you want to fly from Moscow to Ulande, it's also six hours. It's really crazy. Dude, that's crazy. It's it's one country. There is one country between Finland and Japan. Yes. Yeah. Do you know. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's like one between Finland and Japan. Finland and Japan. It's just one fucking big country. <laughs> the R- Russian Federation. How how expensive is it to go to Ulande from Moscow? Well, from India to Moscow. Ulande. Ah, oh, one well, yes, It's. It's not as expensive as, as it was before. Hmm. Just um, the state helps. So you get like some sort of subsidy to... Subsidy, yes, yes. There is sub, sub, subsidy, yes. Subsidies. And can I get it? Like, you know, do you have to be a person from Mulyan? Only citizens. Only citizens. Only citizens of Far East. We, now we're Far East from the to 2018. Uh-huh. We, we are Far East. We 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 connected with Far East. So, so but ac- actually, we are East Siberia. Ah. Uh, so before I ask the question, so the Russian government gives subsidies for people from Far East, like Kamchatka, Irkutsk. In, in order that, in order that they can come to Moscow to Western Russia, can can fly fly. Ah, that's interesting. So, how would you define? Siberia and the Far East. What's the difference between East, Far East, and Siberia? If you can. No, 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 no. Actually, there is not big difference, but uh, differences when when they, when you get closer to ocean, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, when you get uh, more south, south, seas, so um, on the south, south, south. Uh, okay. Yeah. Vladivostok. Vladivostok side, yeah, that's considered Far East. Far East from is is a full whole side of, of Russia, of, which has connection to the sea. 
whole beach to of of the Pacific Ocean. Ah, okay. That's interesting. I, I, I really want to explore that part, man. I've been living in this European... Far, far is this... I've been living in this, like, European, Western Europe part of Russia for... And I haven't been here long, but still. This... Far is nice and tasty. Tasty territory of... Tasty? Those tasty territory for Japan. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So... It's it's really interesting. So, how did how does like the Russification affect the people of Buryatia? Because Russification is like this process in which the Russian language is kind of imposed on the people, and their native languages are given less preference. It's kind of where Russian culture from Western Europe is brought into places where it was and before, like Siberia. How does that affect, like, the people in Buryatia, in your opinion? Not, not as much. I think there is not, not, not bad consequence. Subsequence. Consequence, yeah. Consequence, I think there is not. What are the effects? What do you see because of the Russification? This... Uh, culture, native culture is getting dead. <laughs> is, isn't that a bad thing? Is about this thing? Is isn't that a bad thing? Do you con- don't you think that like these native unique cultures becoming dead is a bad thing in a way? It's, it's pretty bad, yes. And does like the people of Buryatia want to conserve it? Is there any effort to bring back the language? Or? No, 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 they 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 have no such feelings. It's against it. It's because the Russian language is more convenient, more uh-huh. comfortable uh-huh. to use, especially when you live in Russia. Uh-huh. That's really, for, for me, coming from India, that's like really strange because each state in India has their own unique language and like we are very, very, very protective of it. Very, very protective. Yeah, language. and that uniqueness in the culture of each state. Just, we just uh, don't need to, to learn that's, that's why. Mm. And in school also, you, they're not... They, they're trying to, to, to learn us, but I think it's ineffective. So. Oh. But uh, our culture is, is uh, pretty strong in, in the in, in in the villages. Okay. Uh, in the far. far. And you mean like the Kreis? like the so in the major cities, which is uh, Ulande, it's not. It's more. It's more Russian. More Russian. Town. But if you go to the villages and the small towns, you. Yeah, they, they, they can speak Buryat. Ah. And uh, and you know Ulande is more. The, the more Russians uh, living in Uliande. Yes, it's 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 uh, actually a Russian city. It was Russian. Uh, this. You mean settlers from? It's, it's, it, it it is called. Uh, oh. Novo. Novo. It's it's called. Um, I, I, I forget how how can I forget? <laughs> Just happens, man. I I, for, I forget my 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 word. <laughs> but you're very close to Mongolia. I mean, like literally. What language do do Mongolians also use Cyrillic script? Udinsk, yes. Udinsk. Yeah, that sounds like a Russian city. Udinsk, yes. Hey, can I ask a question? Do Mongolians also use Cyrillic? No, no, they they use their own script. Culture. We have book with so different culture. Oh, but but in the map it's like same, showing same as Cyrillic, Selengi. <laughs> Interesting. And um, yeah, another cool thing about you is that you served in the Russian army. Yes. For one year, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly one year. Dude, tell, one, tell, one, one year and two days. Oh, one year and two days. Dude, tell us about the Russian army. Why? I think it is compulsory to serve in the Russian army for young 
بويس كم 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 بس ريت ابيز ابيزاتلنس ريت ني ابديمه يس يس ستيت So tell us about that. Why is it compulsory to serve in the Russian army? Why why state does need it? Yeah. No, I mean, for example, in India, it's not compulsory to serve in the Russian army as a kid. I mean, as a teenager or a young man. But in Russia, it is. Why? What is the reason for that? Because of this tradition, I mean, it's, it's the whole, all the history, throughout the history of Russia, there's... Uh, Well, they they were not con- contract army, uh, army for contract. Uh huh. Yes. It wasn't. It was like this was simple guys who just came together to fight. Not came who just uh, no, prisonitsa. Called called a call to fight. Called to serve yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the Russian part there were twenty five years as I know. Okay. Twenty five years was. Requested. Yes. So you were requested to serve in the army for forty-five years. For twenty-five, twenty-five, thirty-five, twenty-five, years. You have you had to serve serve in in Russian Empire. empire. Wow, twenty-five years. That's like it was about two hundred two hundred years, years ago. That's like an, almost a lifetime. <laughs> yes, yes. They 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 go on for whole life. <laughs> yeah. And and if we get more early, mm-hmm. they they will they they were they got the whole life oh. till, till the death. Whoa, fuck! <laughs> no, but in modern Russia, what's the procedure? So if I am eighteen years old, what's the age to serve in the army? From eighteen to twenty twenty seven. Twenty seven. So for example, I become eighteen years old. Does that mean I have to abizatlna go and serve in the Russian army? Yes, yes. And if you don't uh, study at university, mm-hmm. you you should go to. If you you if you wouldn't if you don't learn uh-huh. study somewhere, you uh-huh. you have to go to to army. So, so for example, if I don't want to serve in the army, and if I don't want to study, what happens? What happens just. We in command, you know that word, military no. commis- commissioner. What what does that person do, military commissioner? What is commissar? What does that do? So they 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 get together mm-hmm. everyone who shoots off uh-huh. and go and send them to 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 the, to so, the troops. So even if I don't want to serve, they will no, make me like forcefully. No, it's a any. There is responsibility for that. Such actions. If you if you if you say I I I I don't uh-huh. want to, what happens? I don't know, but uh, by the law, it's it's it, some some kind of responsibility. There is a consequence. Consequence, but no, not not good consequence. <laughs> yeah, but for example, so okay. What? There is money. If you if you don't know, there is money and ways to not uh, to avoid that. How are the ways to avoid that? First, by the health. Health. Just say yes. I have asthma. You you just make just if you, you even you are healthy. Yeah. You just make some kind of document from a forge a document from a doctor and say. <laughs> you get money, someone. Yeah. You just bribe a doctor or somebody saying that you are sick and then you won't have to serve in the army. Yes, yes, yes. You see. What's the other way? Other way by the also by documents, but when you when you're some kind of crazy guy, <laughs> that is bad idea. And okay, when when you when you say I I am I'm a crazy guy, <laughs> don't get me. I, I'll shoot everyone. Yes? <laughs> <laughs> you you don't go you 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 don't go to the army, but it's it's it will there there will be consequences consequence. okay. in the real life yes. ah. you, you, it, it will be maybe hard to get the right job yeah yeah, job yeah that's true good good job but it's better, better you to go by the head yes. yeah that's true but can I ask a question so if you go to university you don't have to serve so let's say most of the the students that we are with in Ruden they won't have to serve in the army correct no one want to serve in the army <laughs> yeah but doesn't that make it possible that 
the people who can afford to go to university, who have enough money, who are rich enough to go to university, don't have to serve in the army. But those who are kind of poor, who don't have money, they have to serve in the army. They have to serve one year of their life, even if they don't want to serve in the army. Doesn't that make the kind of like um, a social economic divide between the people in Russia? No, no, no. the Soviet army just gives you some benefits. Like, like actually, you, you can go to police after that. Just for, for example, after time you can go to the police, to the state. You mean work in the police? W- work in, in the state. Um, state o- organizations. Uh huh. Government organizations. Like fe- federal. Uh huh. Like federal government. Federal government organizations. But if 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 you want to go to build your career mm-hmm. in the government states and mm-hmm. in institutes, mm-hmm. you have to serve now. Mm-hmm. Especially in police and some like KGB. FSB. FSB, yes. But even then, aren't like for example, I mean, it is it is not difficult for poor, poor people, for poor and uh, just not not rich people mm-hmm. to serve an army. They they I think they were raised in the streets. Maybe yes. They 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 are used to harsh. Condition. That's what I say. They are, and that is not as as. But rich people don't usually serve in the army, if I make an yes, assumption, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes. But most of the rich people don't want to, and they can afford not to serve in the army. But the poor section of Russian society don't have a choice, because like you said, if you don't serve in the army, there will be some negative consequences. The arms... You, you, can, you can avoid it without consequence. Like, how? By, by health. Yeah, but it, that's kind of in a way cheating, right? Even if you're healthy, you're saying I'm not healthy. That's kind of in a way cheating the system to not serve in the army. Yes, it's about 100 rubles. What, what, 100,000. 100,000 rubles, that's the bribe? That's, uh, it's uh, approximating uh-huh, yeah. price for, for to avoid. But it's not that it is not so large sum of money. It is kind of a large sum of money. Um, uh, imagine you you can earn so much money for the one year, yes? Yeah. Much more than one hundred. Yeah. Uh, and and here you work for for just for nothing. Yeah. Exactly. But from a pers- my perspective, I think this system kind of forces the poorer sections of Russian society to serve? No, not poorest, everyone. How, how was your experience in your division, regime, what do you call it? Your military, what do you call it? Group, division, yes. regiment. The first, first one was division. Uh-huh, division. And so the second one was brigade. Brigade? Brigade, yes. Okay, in your brigade, were there people from all sections of Russian society? The rich, the poor, the native Russians in from the West, the minority groups from Siberia. Were they like mixed and represented between all these mm. groups? From from everywhere. From everywhere? From there are many parts of Russia. Yeah. And what about the social economic statuses of all the... Middle, middle and lower. Middle and lower. Mm. There, there, there was only two guys who had highest education. Okay. Yes. Now, th- that's what I'm trying to sh- show to you. Like, if in the system where compulsory service is needed, the middle and the lower sections of society are kind of in a way forced to work and the higher sections of society can escape that service because using their wealth and influence which for me is kind of strange because in from an Indian perspective too there are certain positions in the army which are dominated by people from certain castes and those are like usually the higher sections of, of that particular army. And they have good education and they have good set of uh, training and prestige in society too. But usually the the private and the lower rankings of the army, they are people from the lower caste and people who don't have an option to 
who don't have other options in their lives to gain education so that kind of uh how do you say it? stratification stratificatia is very apparent so for me this compulsory service in the army is like kind of interesting in a way but also kind of you know a form of controlling but people. you know it's it's about on the our generation i suppose why because uh, our fathers and so on mm-hmm. no matter the rich they or the poor mm-hmm. uh, everyone almost every one of them is so because of patriotism uh, in the sense of duty it, it was 90s of soviet union and uh-huh. like it it was um, prestige mm. if if you don't go to the army just like you're a pussy you like some kind of <laughs> weekend yeah and army was also much more just more harsh ah this so did you did you for example everyone on on, on the top. on on the top so they saw something just billionaires yes ah really abramovich you know yeah roman abramovich he's he's of the army oh okay he says yes putin also yes yeah the, uh, the the press secretary i don't know who this but but yeah press secretary also So did can from your experience personal experience can you think what are the positives you learned from serving in the army when did you serve when you were 18 years old right when i was 18 what kind of positive thing can you take away from your service in the army <laughs> i learned how to shoot <laughs> <laughs> you learned how to shoot as <laughs> the first thing that we 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 were mm-hmm. but i was in the real army I, uh, what were you what was your role in the army what were you doing I was uh, Vodita, a driver. A driver yes. of what? Tank? Some kind of like some, some uh, ah, you army should, technique. Like a um, mil- armored personnel carrier, right? Yes. Like um, carrier of uh, soldiers. Carrier soldiers. How, and how was that experience? Did you enjoy? Uh, it was interest, quite interesting. Yes. So you 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 don't drive uh, such such machines <laughs> in, re- in, in, in real life. Citizens. And there were like tanks and so on. Tanks. Uh-huh. Uh, big machines. <laughs> was it fun in a way it, it is fun it, was it fun for you not because you have to prepare just 24-7 you work work for that yeah <laughs> when I was 18 if someone made me serve in the army I would be like fuck this shit man <laughs> I can't do this I, I, would, I would feel like that honestly do you think it makes you more disciplined and makes you more how do you say it through the luminous I don't know at time you you don't want to do anything <laughs> you're just so tired of life not yeah. life but uh, for me when I came to home I just I, I, I went once just relax relax yeah but the positive side that uh, after me everything just seems to, to notice a big catastrophe yes. like future difficulties don't seem so difficult don't seem yes <laughs> <laughs> when you see in hell everything else looks like a walk in the beach right because I, i really love i so love sleep <laughs> there is no sleep in this, about only six five hours per day per day in the army and then <laughs> the, the 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 whole day you have to work yeah work 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 and then sleep <laughs> work 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 sleep i can understand that So why do people so in your case you finished the army then you came to university right yes yes so why couldn't you just go to university in, in the beginning and not I, so I, I I did that I that's my second university actually oh so what did you study in the first university uh, it was us in Moscow 2018 uh-huh that was as a university I came here uh-huh and this was 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 bad. not not for me okay it was not for me and then you decided to serve in the army and that, then you came back the first i i i decided to 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 leave university man. okay and then i have no other option except to go to army oh i, I just i i i thought it it, 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 it was not bad the army 
I, I, you enjoyed it? No, I, I'm not, I didn't enjoy it, but I uh, estimated my capabilities mm. and, uh, that I will, will, will be able to go through it. That's this really is not as, as scary. It's, I mean, it's not as scary as this. As uh, many people think it is, describe it. It's actually now it actually is kinder kindergarten. Kindergarten compared to what? Comparing to Soviet uh, Union army, to Soviet Union to nineties to mm. to two thousands. Right. Well, that was really harsh. Okay. When you can, you have no Soviet army was good good supplements. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Supplies, uh, supplies, uh, supplies. Okay, like uh, armaments, like uh, how do you say, arsenal, supply, food, food, and so on. Mm. Food, food, clothes. Mm. Uh, they were quite. They, they were enough for army, mm. but they were harsh discipline. Mm. Constant, constant fights. Oh so. God! <laughs> and, and in nineties, when Soviet Union collapsed, yeah. there were crisis economy. Quite. Yeah. There were harsh, harsh uh, conditions. Yes. Uh-huh. And the the lack of supplies in the army. When you have no food, yes, and it's like you have to to eat every day. The, Grechka. Grechka and so Kasha. Kasha, yes. <laughs> Kasha is like oats. Grechka is like... Porridge. Yeah, porridge. Porridge. You, you, just, <laughs> just imagine you, you one year, two years. It was two years. Oh, before it was two years? Yes. It, in in Soviet Union, in the 90s uh-huh. and 2000, it was two years. Uh-huh. Yes. That was really harsh. Everyday Kasha. It's almost every day, yes. Porridge, porridge. <laughs> and the porridge was really good food, even porridge. Because it was like lack of food, maybe sometimes. Oh, God. But. And the relationships, the relationships between the soldiers were much more crazy. <laughs> yes. you, you once described to me like an American jail, isn't it? Where one. A uh, race group forms one like group, and there's like conflict between each other. It's, it's like a, Latinos versus black people versus Eng- I, I white th- people. I think it's everywhere. Just min- minorities just came can come together. Came yes, it's uh, it's everywhere. Just. Yeah, it's society. Yeah, it is. That how do you say it? It's gentrification. What's a gentrification? Ghettoization. I think that's a word for it. <laughs> Ghettoization. Well, that's really interesting. So. If you could tell the world why they should come to, as a tourist, to your republic, what would you say? Wait. <laughs> but really there is uh, a few things which to look, to look. Like, um, I read that you have the biggest statue, no, the biggest head of Lenin yes. in anywhere in the world. But you go go here and just watch this. <laughs> yeah, that's one, what it's, it's not very interesting, but it's one, it's, it's one, one day or just one hour. No, five minutes. I get bored. <laughs> yes. That's that's all. And uh, nature is, is good. It's, mm-hmm. it's what it's a good place to like come camping or just relax and chill. Not not relax. It's um, some kind of uh, ex extreme. Extreme weather, yeah. Yes, there is not. There is not color. No what? And resort. Resort, okay. Yes, Switzerland. It's it's like dick Russia, that it's like wild. Wild Russia, it's every it's everything outside Moscow is wild. Whole Siberia is outside Moscow. It's dick Russia, and especially Siberia, it's really yeah. I want to explore that place so much, man. I hope I can come there. It is called. It is good for hunt hunting. Ah, what do you hunt? Yeah, person I don't hunt. Now, what do people hunt usually? Reindeer, wild wild pig. A bull, wild pig. Yeah, and uh, those motherfuckers can be pretty. Losk, losh, losh. You know, you know. It's like deer, like ah reindeer, like ah. Yes, I understand yes, yes. this thing with five things on the head. <laughs> moose, moose, moose. Ah, moose, those moose. are big motherfuckers, right? It's really big. Yeah. yeah, it's like bigger than a horse. God, but we don't have. Uh, 
we don't have uh, deer. Uh, yeah. Deer in in the north. Ah, okay. Uh, we we are Mosus mm. than Moscow. Then. Oh, really? Ah. But we we call we more more <laughs> extreme cold. cold than Moscow. It's continent continental climate. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting, man. What? Yeah, well, wolf, wolves and bears and everywhere. Oh shit! So you no, not ha- everywhere, but have uh, you seen a bear? Have n- you seen? No, no, no. Deep, deep, deep in, in the forest. forest. Yeah, there, there is wolves and, bears and bears and God, that's that's Russia. You like that's like the American stereotype of Russia. <laughs> that's actually not Moscow. That's actually Siberia, right? Well, I didn't see bears too well. Yeah, it's better to not see bears. <laughs> yeah, it's not better to not see bears. You wouldn't run. You wouldn't like it. Even when if you get to the tree, he will catch you. Yeah, that's really interesting, man. Well, Aguan, I think uh, you have a class after this. So Aguan teaches uh, children mathematics online, and he has a class after this. So thank you so much for your time. I learned a lot about your republic, and I hope I can do more crazy Siberian Dikaya Respublik in Russia. And thank you so much for your time, man. Mm. Cheers. Thank you.